pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Joining me in our Hamilton studios, Darren is there right now. Good morning to you, Darren. Good morning, uh, Mel. How are you today? Very well. And you've got your wife with you as well. I have, yeah. I've got um, my wife, Papia, here today. Um, She's going to talk about something very exciting um, that we're doing at the moment. Excellent. Well, let's start talking. We'll talk about um, the special dog mum in your life soon. Let's start, though, with this whole... This is the last week of the school holidays, so kids are back to school. We're dragging out the lunchboxes from their bags and potentially throwing them away if they're so mouldy that you can't even scrub it off, which is what I had to do. But yeah. dogs get, have back-to-school separation anxiety as well, don't they? Yeah, it's a bit like uh, if we can remember back to that horrible time when we had lockdown and suddenly our dogs were um, had everybody there all the time and then we left and we went back to work. And dogs loved I, lockdown, didn't they? Oh, it was amazing. They got so much attention, didn't they? But the, when we left, suddenly they didn't. And um, I got so many phone calls of people with their dogs' behaviour being really bad and naughty and all that kind of stuff. And it was mainly because they got used to this constant attention and then suddenly it wasn't there and, and that transition wasn't there for them. So it was all or nothing and that was a little bit too much for them to cope with. And it's a bit the same when it comes to school holidays. So what sort of behaviours would we be looking at? Oh, so so you might notice your dog in the last, because um, obviously we're back to school tomorrow, some of us, and we might notice that um, our dogs are starting to get a little bit more agitated, so they're jumping up more, they're, they're trying to get our attention more, and over the next few days you'll find that behaviour will start to ramp up, they'll start to sort of scratch us and bark at us, and you might get that demand barking, chewing, all those kind of sort of um, separation things. Uh, you might get a few complaints from the council because your dog's suddenly barking loads when you leave it and they don't normally do that. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it can be really quite bad. Um, people need to realise that you know, dogs are dogs an animal and it has to has to transition a little bit, not just sudden sharp transitions. And they really need hard. attention too. So how can you <coughs> yeah. help your dog then sort of transition through these school holidays? Yeah, so so today is the day to do it, really. Um, in a perfect world, we'd be doing it a few days before this, but maybe for the next holiday. But what you need to do is you need to think about your routine. So um, our routines generally when we go into our holidays, they, they change them. We would get up later because we probably had a bit of a later night. Um, and we might just be a lot slower in the morning, you know, and, and normally we'll be up at six or five o'clock in the morning. The dogs are fed, they're out, ready for us to get ready for work. And that's a massive change, isn't it, for your dog when they suddenly don't get up till seven or eight o'clock. Mm. So we want to start easing that routine back into normal. Dogs are all about routine. And if you don't have that routine, they get agitated, they get anxious. So... Maybe wake up in the morning a little bit earlier. God forbid, you know, we wake up um, in our holidays <laughs> at six o'clock. I know. <laughs> but hey, a little bit of pain for us, um, maybe one or two days, is probably going to be a lot better than um, council complaints and all that kind of stuff, isn't it? So, oh, absolutely. So try and ease back into that routine. And what about if you have, if you don't want to get up early, could you perhaps get up early and put the radio on so they've got some voices around them? <laughs> you can. You can always get one of those timers. Um, that's it. if you really are not even so better to get up. Yeah, you can get those timers that just turn the radio on about six thirty. That would be a good idea. But there's nothing better, is there, than getting up? Because it's nice to wake up in the morning fresh, isn't it? And also it's better for you because then suddenly that Monday morning isn't a sudden crazy sort of got to get up and rush around. Um, and your dog would appreciate it if they see you first thing in the morning as well. And, well, and there's nothing better, is there, than seeing that lovely, lovable face. 
What, our face or their face? Are you talking about the dog <laughs> or are you talking about face. me? <laughs> yeah, I must admit, one of the one of the life's small pleasures is getting up in the morning, just chucking on some exercise gear and taking the dog <laughs> for a walk, uh, dragging the dog because she's she's like a poodle, lotion cross, lotion cross. So she and she's ten, so she doesn't love. She loves to walk. It's always the best day yeah. ever. You take her out, it's like best day ever. I'm going for a walk, but by the time you hit the coffee shop which is literally <laughs> three minutes away she's already yeah this is the best day ever but I'm ready to go home now <laughs> this is this is time but it's it's fun and it is one of life's little pleasures yeah. so I guess you have to prepare for those sort of heightened emotions that your dog might have yeah. as well yeah that's right because if you imagine that um, I've done a lot of work this week with, with kids and families obviously because um, of the holidays and the kids you know you, you can't calm a, a child down they're excited that's just the way it is and and they're they're over the top with dogs they they, they unfortunately mess up all your behaviors one, one little tip actually if you're training your dog and you've got kids just before you go to bed or before the dog goes to bed just reaffirm that training whilst the kids have gone and then that'll be the last thing they remember it just helps them to sort of put it all in place um, because kids mess up behaviors because they're very hard to control themselves <laughs> so um <laughs> trying to teach your dog not to jump on people and then the kids just go and let them jump all over them it's really hard so um, what you want to do is you want to try and get the kids to um, maybe not have as much contact with the dog before they go back to school, maybe a few days beforehand. Good luck with that. Ease off. Yeah, yeah, but you can do that by um, keeping the dog outside for a little bit longer maybe or putting it in a pen or a crate so they don't have the access to the dog just to give the dog a break from that constant attention. Um, mm. But it is quite a hard one, definitely, but it's well worth it. Because um, otherwise you're going to have all sorts of problems. Yeah, we don't want those dramas. Uh, 0800 844 747 is the number if you have a question for uh, dog behaviourist Darren Rowe, Mindfulness for Dogs. 3920 is a text. And we do have a caller for you, Darren. Mary, morning to you. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> We're about to adopt a two-year-old uh, Irish wolfhound cross dog, about 26 kilos. Wow. And he's <clears throat> almost perfect in every way for our farm except that he's developed a behaviour. Um, he used to live on a farm and the family moved to a small town and he can climb over six-foot wooden fences. Mm. Now, we have mm. a property that's well fenced for our 28-kilo beardy, but yeah. um, it, uh, if he can climb that high, we, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, so, so just because... Do you have any ideas would... about how we could train him to against climbing yeah so so just because he was a climber when he was at his old house doesn't mean he's going to necessarily at your house that's one thing to think about yeah um and the main yeah. reason because um we've got to think about well why was he trying to climb out he probably could have potentially not been happy where he was so he was trying to get out of the uh, the boundaries right um yes it, it seemed be to be when the children were playing outside yeah. and he wanted to get out and and so, you know his his stimulus levels changed dramatically from being from mm. a farm to being in a small property definitely yeah so so there's always a there's always a trigger and, and with the sort of rescue dogs they one of the things that they try and do is they try and escape because they don't feel that where they live is their home so so the best thing is to just to make sure that you really work hard on making where he is the best place in the world and you say you've got another beardy collie there yes that's correct how old is that uh five okay so so they're they're likely to play together um and that's likely to then keep this uh, your your rescue dog in in your home because there's something more important in the house or in the home than there is outside 
So you you possibly aren't going to get that behavior as bad. Um, but what what I would do is I would do lots of play. I would do lots of um, bond, uh, um, relationship bonding with the dog to make the dog want to be in your property and then not worry about it. The other thing you can do is put the dog on a lead and walk around your boundary and sort of treat yeah. sort of in the boundaries just to say where those boundaries are, but take both dogs so they've got that. Again, they understand where the boundaries are. Um, I don't think you're going to have a lot of problems because you've got another dog there. As long as he doesn't teach you the ability to jump over the fence, we should be good. <laughs> <laughs> if he does attempt to climb out, would we be best to just reprimand him at that stage and distract him? Or um, I would um, try and distract. I wouldn't reprimand because um, he won't necessarily associate the the reprimand with what he's doing. And as far as he's, you know, he's not. He doesn't feel like he's doing anything wrong. He's just trying to get somewhere else. Um, Again, I would be, if he just starts to look like he's trying to um, jump over the fence, I'd be getting a toy out, I'd be calling him back and playing with him loads and, and really making coming back to you the best thing in the world as opposed to what's out there. Um, Excellent. Hopefully, yeah, def definitely make, but spend a lot of time just reinforcing everything and making everything really positive around your house on the deck and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it's just fun to sit there. Very good. Thank you so yeah. much. No worries. Good luck, Listen. Mary, and uh, let us know how it goes. That Definitely. sounds like a great dog, though, doesn't Irish it? Irish wolfhound as well. I haven't seen those for a long time. They're beautiful dogs, yeah, aren't they? they are. Absolutely beautiful dogs. Big I dogs. You could just, yeah, I can imagine you could just step over a six-foot fence. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because they they've got long legs. They're gorgeous, stunning dogs. Uh, if you have a question about your dog and your dog's behaviour, now is your chance to get some free advice from Darren Rowe, who is dog behaviourist for Mindfulness for Dogs. You just need to text it, 392 you question, or better yet, be like Mary and call him. 0800 844 747 is the number. 0800 844 747. Now, Darren, uh, you've also got a tip that we've been talking about dogs and school holidays and sort of how they could be acting up a little bit because we've been you know, giving them all of this attention and then all of a sudden tomorrow most people go back to school and everything's back to normal. So you've got a tip, though, to prevent that separation anxiety every day, not just the school holidays. Yeah, so... <clears throat> Sorry. So one of the things that I would do would be to, um, well, we're all about mindfulness in, in Mindfulness for Dogs, obviously. So we do a lot of uh, calming and a lot of relaxation around our dogs. And one of the things that I would recommend people to do is to actually just um, a couple of days beforehand, just sit with their dogs and be calm. OK, and it sounds really silly, but most of the time we we're always doing something and the dogs are always doing something. But if you sit and just hold your dog's collar and just relax yourself, you'd be amazed how quickly your dog starts to relax with you because dogs are a little bit of a... Um, a mirror of us so they actually reflect what we do so when we're excited they get excited you just got to think about your kids when they come in after school and they're all excited the dogs just energy levels just shoot up and they so if we practice being calm around our dogs um, before the kids go back to school then we're more likely to keep that calmness um, when they do go back to school okay so just we be calm <coughs> and then our yeah. dogs are going to be calm as well yeah, and it, it is that whole mindfulness um, techniques where we, you know, we do a few little deep breaths and just just calm ourselves down. I always think of my feet. Um, if I'm t uh, if I'm training um, uh, dogs with kids, I'm always telling the kids rather than think of a tree so much, just think about your feet because it's actually really hard for a young child to think of a think about being a tree. <laughs> um, whereas you can think of your feet, and, and when you think of your feet, you bring your energy levels right down to your feet, and then the dogs sort of just go, oh. No fun there. I'm not going to jump on you. No point. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question for Darren, 0800 844 747 is the number. And we do have one on the line. Daniel, good morning to you. Yes, good day. How are you doing? Well, good morning, Daniel. Yeah, hey, look, um, we've got a nine-year-old uh, Betty Hunterway. Um, mm. She's a fantastic dog, very calm-natured and, and 
great with the cat and the kids and all. Recently, we bought a gorgeous little border terrier who's oh, you know, a border terrier. <laughs> He's fantastic. <laughs> He's only five months old, and he baits the living bajinkas out of our well-behaved um, hunt away. Yeah. Is there anything you can suggest that we can just calm him a wee bit around her? He's about to head off to training school shortly uh, anyway, but it's, this is just something else we'd rather get onto pretty quick. He just, yes. you know, he just baits her, winds her up, yeah. bites her so, bum and tail and feet and face and all the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got to remember is that puppies are bullies, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a nasty yeah. way, but but they are. If you look at the um, behaviour of puppies and older dogs, we always think about protecting our puppies from older dogs, but actually it's the other way around, especially if we've got a um, like a nine is it nine year old I think you said. Um, yes. So so they're not going to tolerate that kind of behaviour for very long, but. Um, most dogs will tolerate puppy behavior for a certain time and then when your when your puppy gets to a certain age then it's like full-on really sort of quite hard and, and it looks really mean so so what you really need to do is um, have a place where your puppy can go so we, we set up a pen and a crate and even a five-month-old can go in that and we, we give the dog um, we give hang on, the hang on, just sorry Sorry, just a bit of excess noise. I didn't need them. <laughs> okay, we, we give the um, I'll give the dog something the there. That's all. Carry on. Your border terrier was uh, taking you as well. Um, so we, we have a little <laughs> pen and a, and, a, and a crate there, and we put the puppy in that to give the puppy some time out, but also that's to give the older dog some time out because that's actually yes, what we do need. do that. We that's yeah. exactly what we have been doing, yeah. intending the best results out of it. Yeah, and um, I, I would keep I would keep doing that. I'd have set times in the evening and have the puppy in that crate because then the puppy gets time to uh, the older dog gets time to chill out in the evening, which is really important. The other thing you can do is um, when you do um, have them interacting, I wouldn't let them just tear around the house together. I would have the puppy on a lead a little bit more, and I would sort of have maybe twenty minutes on lead, then twenty minutes free, and then twenty minutes again, just to give your old dog a break. What will happen then is your old dog will start to reinforce their boundaries, and then the puppy will start to comply with those. Because at the end of the day, you need your puppy to live in your older dog's life if that makes sense with, the, with those boundaries yes, yes, um, yes. and then he won't get told off but they oh, will yes. get told off they will get told off now at the end of the day and you've just got to let that happen as long as there's no teeth oh yeah yeah yeah. We're, we're, yeah we're not worried at all about our uh, um, little pup he's oh, yeah. you know he's a border terrier the resilient thick skinned yeah that's right um, but they will they'll, they'll tease the older dogs um, but just just give the older dog a bit of space and time as well <laughs> hope that helps mostly fun to watch and, and entertaining <laughs> because the dog the, you know the older dog is quite happy with it all but yeah we just worry <laughs> about it there will come a time when when your puppy's about seven or eight months old when the older dog will sort of be a little bit harder <laughs> set those boundaries right. a bit firmer okay all yeah. in this natural course eh yeah definitely <laughs> hey good luck Daniel I hope that helps <laughs> out <laughs> that sounds interesting interesting doesn't it oh, my combination my dog um We've got a cat, and when they, she's in, the cat's only two years old, and when the kit, when the cat was a kitten, the dog and the kitten would just play endlessly for hours, chasing each other around, having a great time. It gave Pepper the dog a new lease of life. Now, though, that the cat is grown up, they don't want to have a bar of each other. Is that normal as well? Um, yeah, but cats are quite playful. I suppose all animals aren't they? They're quite playful when they're between sort of like twenty weeks and up to about maybe two. Um, and after that, they, they tend to sort of become adults. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not that as playful as I used to be when I was a kid, I'm sure. <laughs> so um, I think maybe they just, they sort of change and, and that whole interaction. I mean, a 10-year-old's not going to want to get their claws, um, get a cat's claws in them, are they? So, 
probably giving each other. They may have even had an argument. You never know. <laughs> yeah, they they come up and they sniff each other. They they meet nose to nose for a while, but then you think, yeah. oh, they're going to play. It's like one of them will walk yeah. away. They just don't want to. don't yeah. want to sort of do it anymore. Uh, well, it's it, one of those one of those things we think that all dogs play all their life, but actually when you get to a certain age, they, they don't. They just don't want to do it. Anymore. Well, she plays a bit. Like she'll run up right, rings around the house, but then she's naked. And it's like, yeah, well, I can understand that. You know, you do one <laughs> or two of those these days. Uh, interesting though, talking about with Daniel talking about his two dogs uh, with the young one baiting the older one. I thought that sounds like my children. <laughs> well, I always say that dogs are, uh, if you treat your dogs like two-year-old kids, you can't go wrong. So, <laughs> If you've got a question for Darren Rowe, animal behaviourist, about your pet, your dog, then you've got a good chance to get your intel and now get some advice for free. 0800 844 747 is the number and 3920 is a text. Now, Darren, tell us a little bit uh, about this, uh, this uh, giveaway you've got, celebrating your dog mum. I'm going to pass over to uh, Papia, if that's okay, and she can explain it because she was the uh, sort of brainchild behind all this. Excellent. So, so Papia, tell us all about it. What's going on? Uh, Atamari Amel. Um, hey, look, it's something that's very close to my heart um, because as a dog mum myself of eight dogs that we were looking after at the moment, um, it's it's a one time in the year that we can actually really reward um, all the hard work we do as women in the household, not look, just looking after human children, husbands, and every, and the house and everything else that always seems to fall to, to women. Um, <laughs> but um, also, you know, the, the, the lovely dog in your life because you are the mother of that dog when you take them on, when you adopt them. And there's so much regular daily care, love, attention, cleaning up, all that stuff goes into looking after that dog to make it part of the household and part of the family. So I just think it's a really important that we acknowledge you know in this day and age how much effort is going into that every day and and to really celebrate dog mums as well as human mums and cat mums well, well that's true there is a lot of work going into looking after dogs so what what's the giveaway Oh, do you know what? Anna Stretton are fantastic. Um, they were, they've just been absolutely wonderful. I walked into the, my local Anna Stretton uh, shop in Cambridge um, and I went and had a chat with them and talked to them about their dog mum t-shirt because um, uh, Darren is actually in, my, in the good books for me um, over Christmas because... Um, he came home and he brought me a dog mum t-shirt from the Anna Stretton shop, which I absolutely adore. And it's, you know, it has to get washed lots uh, because I wear it so much because I just love, love, love wearing it because it's just, it epitomizes me. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's just gorgeous. And it fits really well because that's Anna Stretton standards uh, and quality. Um, and so I walked in and said, do you know what? It would be lovely if we could celebrate dog mums all over New Zealand by having a giveaway of one of your dog mum t-shirts. And we got to together with Sammy Stratton and she, between us we put together this idea of this Facebook giveaway and so um, Anna Stratton have done, gone a bit further and put something for the fur baby as well so it's not just for um, fur mums dog mums that are going to get something so it's actually a really lovely way to participate the giveaway is actually the dog mum t-shirt um, and some dog treats and uh, Anna Stratton sunglasses so it's a really lovely package something for mum and something for the fur baby but um, you have to do something to enter this giveaway you actually have to um, send in a picture onto the Facebook uh, post of the dog mum with their fur baby um, and saying what their names are to enter so we're um, encouraging everyone out there who's a dog mum or has a dog mum in their family to um, get that uh, photograph uh, and upload it in a reply to that Anna Stretton Facebook post. Right so you go to Anna Stretton's Facebook post so you just yes. Google, Google uh, to search Anna Stretton on Facebook? That's right. Yep, it'll it'll come up. Or you can go onto our uh, Facebook site, uh, Mindfulness for Dogs, and do a search for that. And we've um, uh, 
shared that uh, Anna Stratton post on our Facebook site as well. What a great thing. And also, dog owners have multiple photos of them and their dogs, so that shouldn't be a problem to enter for that. Papia, that's a great idea. Thank you so much for telling us all about that. Really appreciate it. Oh, Thanks for having me on here. Thank you. Uh, now, Darren, back to you for a moment. We have a caller on the line. Marlene, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, Marlene. Uh, I've got a three-year-old little dog who is very well behaved and very good, except she's a runner. And, oh. and especially when we come back from a walk, she tends to bolt, is the word. But she's very good in the house. She's very intelligent. She was easy to train, you know. Mm-hmm. But we can't get her out of this bolting away, you know. And, and it's like she's on a freedom run. <laughs> what kind of dog is she? It's very hard to explain. She has lots of exercise, so she doesn't like that. And I wonder what it is that makes her always want to break free. Yeah, what, what kind of dog is she, Marlene? Um, she's a Maltese cross with the licorice all sort. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. And, and when you say she bolts, so, so you... She's coming back to you? Or well, she sees a crack in the door and she's ah. gazum, gone. You know, <laughs> and apart so from that, she's really well behaved. But it is very worrying, and she dashes across the road. And oh, that's not good. You know, and it, it yeah. really is hard work. You know, you, yeah. you have to um, really watch her. The, the the easiest option for this kind of thing, how because uh, uh, three is the easiest option for this kind of thing is to to use a physical barrier. So maybe put a baby gate on that door. Um, just so that she doesn't get out, and then you can start to do some training because the last thing you want is your little dog running out into the main yes. road because that can cause major we, we, we put a barrier across the door, yeah, and definitely. she can see the outside, and she's... she's uh, I wonder why she's running away, though. So it will just be... Don't don't take it personally. It's not running away from you. It will just be something that something out there is way more exciting than what, what she's got in the house. I know. Um, I remember when I was young. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's exactly the same thing, isn't it? So, so what kind okay. of things are you prov- what kind of things are you providing for in the house so it's um, so she's got that in the house? Oh, yeah. Anything she just you know she has a box full of toys which she doesn't get out as much now as she used to do. Yeah. And so so you, you know we have little play times and yeah. are you interacting? Yeah, and with we those go out every day for about an hour. Um, the other thing I would do. Um, I just can't think I'm of thinking. anything else to do. <laughs> so, so one of the things I'm thinking, um, you, you always take her out the front door as well. I presume you're on a lead. Yes, I do. Yeah, I would change that. I would go out your back door because you've you've made that front door really exciting because that's where all the fun is because he's out it on the yeah, So maybe swap that around yeah. and go out a different door and that might change things, make that, that front door a little bit less. The other thing you can do is you can do some training, maybe get a trainer in to help you to get the um, the downstairs so you can teach her some manners around the door so every time the door's open she doesn't yeah. down rather yeah. than running out. But you'd probably okay. want to get a trainer in to well, help you with that one. Okay, well, thank you very much. No worries, thank you. Bye. Good luck. Good luck, Marlene, with your little bolter there. Uh, and that's it. We uh, have run out of time. Darren, thank you so much for to you and Puppy for coming in today. And once again, if you want to enter that that uh, that competition, Anna Stretton's Facebook, or they can go to yours as well, can't they? Yeah, definitely. It's well worth it as well. Really cool T-shirt. Excellent <laughs> stuff. Darren, thank you so much. And if you want any more advice from Darren, go and have a look at their website, which is Mindfulness for Dogs, which is the number four, mindfulnessfordogs.com. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.